Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. Today I'm delighted to say we have a teacher with us who's a digital insights and marketing strategist. Aditya, how are you doing? Hey, Tom, how are you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited to be here, excited to speak to you. Um, really excited to, you know, just basically tell you the story and what I've been up to. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you invited me and good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, buddy. So, Aditya, let's start off the same as always. Can you tell us all a little bit about yourself, please? Perfect. Uh, my experience, Tom, might be slightly bit different to some of the guests you've had before on the show, but again, pretty much in the same industry as, as some of them. Um, I come I come from Mumbai, India. That's where I essentially started my career. Um, I have a very strong you know, social media agency experience. Um, I have worked across content, you know, creation, tech, uh, you know, ad serving, you know, some of the typical backgrounds that, you know, that, that, that a typical digital marketing exec would have. Uh, but yeah, so it started off, I would say 10 years, I would say, you know, before, you know, this year I've, um, I've, I've, I've again worked across social media. I've worked across, you know, typical agencies uh, and yeah, like, you know, I, I was working in Mumbai for close to five years um, and I realized that, you know, I, I needed to kind of like give a stamp on what I was doing, if you know what I mean, because again, digital marketing, as you as no, as you would note yourself, can become you know very vague very quickly. Like you know, it's such a vast field. So after working in a digital marketing agency environment, I I realized that uh, I wanted to firstly you know get a stamp of approval on you know digital marketing per se, uh, and then secondly I wanted to always you know come out of India and you know do my masters and pursue my masters. So I I, I found a very good course, uh, a digital marketing masters in UCD Smurfit. So you know that happened five years ago now, you know, so that kind of like brought me to Ireland and uh, I finished my master's. I was interning, you know, throughout my master's. I, I worked for a programmatic um, agency while I was doing my master's over here. I worked for a fintech company uh, as well while I was doing my master's. And since then, you know, I've been working for channel site as a client performance lead. And uh, again, channel site is, is not like your typical, you know, ad agency. If I can, if I can put it like that, um, we are, a uh, e-commerce SaaS, MarTech tool, you know, digital shelf uh, analytics and buy now analytics and some of the, you know, some of the more wider e-commerce uh, space, if, 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 if I can say that. Uh, but like, again, what I've tried to do at ChannelSide is essentially connect my, you know, agency experience, some of my branding experience, some of the MarTech experience, uh, you know, that I have to this very technical tool that is e-commerce, you know. So although e-commerce is a SaaS tech kind of a tool, uh, it sits within the marketing ecosystems, e-commerce ecosystems of some of the you know biggest brands out there. So what I was able to come in and provide was that sync between you know how to talk the lingo, how to talk the you know agency lingo or a performance lingo, and connect that to you know some of the clients that we work with. And yeah, since I've been working with Chinese for the last five years, it's been a great journey. And um, have kind of like embedded myself into that e-commerce sphere now and. If, been lucky to work with some of the biggest brands out there brilliant and what would you see as your biggest strength in digital at the moment i would say you know some of the biggest like one of my biggest trends uh if you call me personally is that 
you know finding finding what uh, you know a client is needed so like you know the cliche right like start with the objective and work towards you know work backwards right and um, i would say you know one of the biggest trends that i think i bring to the table is my ability to just connect the dots right i think kpis you know tactics you know they're all very important but you know finding that you know what is that one you know the you know how is the last part right it's the why that matters as we all say so i think i'm able to connect the dots between that why to the how you know uh, and that strategic thinking i would say are some of my strong points again backed up by some of the numbers you know i i think i'm a, a bit analytics and insights driven so you know understanding the insights reading through the data and then interpreting interpreting what the data is telling me i would say uh, would be some of the biggest you know strengths if i can call it simply that yeah yeah really well said and can you give me a really good example recently of how you've applied that to a, a campaign or some of your work absolutely um again i think one of the biggest shifts that happened uh, tom on the back of you know the pandemic and the lockdowns right was the big push towards e-commerce right um and again some of these you know pushes were led by the fact that people were spending more time at home right they were doing some of the grocery shopping as we all did right uh, subscriptions netflix you know uh, your ott platform subscriptions went up so anything really that you know that got people sitting at home and you know spending time better right uh, one of the examples that i can think of was one of our clients recently and they were they, they, again on the back of some of the successes that they saw you know on 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 online and e-commerce sales and uh, they had a plan to launch a direct shop so right one of the trends that we saw again over the last one year was brands you know kind of like moving towards a direct to consumer route you know on the yeah. back of some of the successes that they saw to, you know during the pandemic uh, without realizing the fact that you know d2c works right but it might not work for everyone what i mean by that now is for example if it's a laptop brand or if it's a you know headphone brand as an example uh, people won't you know mind buying directly that from let's say you know a brand's website but for example if it's a fmcg good right if it's a you know if it's a if it's a cola right or you know a, a carton of milk right and that kind of like becomes part of a bigger basket right that that a consumer would maybe shop weekly or monthly even right uh, so having a direct to consumer strategy for these type of items is kind of like a bit hard right and uh, and that has started to become a bit of a reality check for some of the brands right some of the d2c activities that were built you know on back of the e-commerce successes that were seen during the pandemic or during the lockdowns right although they were great they might not have been a real reflection of what the buying patterns were for people uh again an example i can think of is a similar client that i was working on they were they are a very big fmcg uh, brand globally right um, and on the back of some of the successes that they saw across e-commerce uh, they kind of like decided to go you know full on d2c right without focusing on some of the key partners that they were working with so for example the tescos the you know dons the um you know uh, uh the oldies of the worlds where they would you know potentially sell and uh, maybe not only so much but tesco super value and you know a typical retail uh, where a brand would be selling yeah. and again within a month or two they realized that you know the sales weren't that much you know when 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 they compared the direct to consumer sales to some of the you know channel marketing sales 
uh, that that they were getting. So again, just just a quick of a you know just a quick bit of an example there to kind of like identify you know even within e-commerce, right? Uh, what are some of the channel tactics going to be like for a brand? What are some of the you know some some of the partner partnership related tactics that a brand would still want to have with the retailers and so on? And um, and again, we have seen this trend you know as a pattern, right? Brands wanting to go direct. Um, especially the FMCG ones, right? Uh, wanted to go direct now, coming back to the original, you know, uh, e-commerce sales via the partners route because again, numbers, volumes do come from a Tesco. Numbers and volumes do come from a super value, right? So you can't basically juggle, uh, you know, you, you can't basically ignore a channel for di- for direct-to-consumer as, as a strategy, right? You have to keep that balance out. And again, some of the examples, uh, again, that we are seeing now are kind of like, Brands coming back to this, you know, balanced approach uh, versus singularly D two C. If I can put it like that. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, like, what kind of softwares and how do you report a lot of this work that you do? Absolutely. So at Channelside, uh, and again, some of some of the softwares that uh, that I tend to be working on would be, you know, on the lines of Power BI, Tableau, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, again. Uh, the basics, like the classics, right? Google Analytics would be uh, some of my strong points as well. Um, you know, Facebook ad managers. So again, it's really a mix of a lot of insights. Uh, you know, driven softwares like Tableau uh, or Power BI or or um, or Looker. You know, data analytics. That's one of the most recent softwares that you know I've I've kind of like had my hands on. Uh, but then again, Google Analytics would be uh, you know a very key software that you know we'd be using. Uh, generally on a daily basis along with you know Facebook analytics as well brilliant brilliant yeah and can you explain a little bit more about tableau for for any listeners of how you can integrate that into your platform and pull in your analytics that way absolutely so tableau uh, for the for for those who who don't know about it it's it it was a data visualization software mainly so uh, solutions like channel site you know who would have their own data sets right uh, would generally use a solution like Tableau to essentially build their reporting portals on, right? That would be one of the use cases. And another use case would be if you have fragmented data sets, you know, if you have, let's say, data coming in from different sources, like, you know, Facebook analytics would be a source. If you have um, some independent, you know, media companies or media agencies sending you some sort of independent data sets, you know, that could be a data source. So essentially, it's also a singular source wherein if you need to combine different, you know, data sets, and essentially come up with your own visualizations, you know, Tableau, a software like Tableau would be a go-to. A more easier version or a more, you know, uh, less extensive version of Tableau would be Power BI. So Power BI is a Microsoft tool wherein, again, you you could essentially do something similar wherein if you have, you know, your ad reports uh, from Facebook combined with, let's say, your Twitter spends from Twitter, you know, combined with, you know, Google Analytics trends that you've seen for the month. So a solution like Tableau or a solution like Power BI would essentially help you combine some of these data sources so that you have a more richer, holistic, you know, viewpoint or a report to view on uh, without having to go to, let's say, 10 places, you know, to get those insights from. Yeah, really well said. And looking at yourself for a second, Tadija, is there any areas you're looking to upskill into right now and why? Absolutely. I would say, again, uh, as, as I said at the, at the start of the uh, you know, interview podcast, right? Like digital marketing is so, it's so vast, right? There's there's only so much you can learn. But with that being said, again, insights, you know, and and 
there's there's a massive difference between insights and data tom right uh, i think insights is where a lot of my credibility and a lot of my you know experience comes from but at the same time i still think that if i'm able to get more closer to the data side of things right so the more get the hands dirty with you know with with getting lost in the numbers and excels and that sort of things right uh, i would say that's definitely one thing that i need to upskill myself on is just you know hardcore data and learning the basics of you know sql and excel uh, at scale if i can say that right uh, but at the same time uh, you know kind of like getting to know what goes into building the visualization and you know the insights and the trends that we generally like to you know uh, rave about and talk about right uh, i would say those are you know the two skills that i definitely want to upskill myself on like just getting more close to the actual data and back inside of things or uh, getting to upskill myself in you know the sql yeah. uh, you know if i if i can say that and then definitely you know getting getting a bit better with excel if i can say that um would be the two aims that i have for me for this year yeah really well said and looking at the digital industry as a whole is there anything that really excites you that you think is coming that might benefit you or your company or, uh, or something in the future absolutely i would say again for those for for the listeners that are not very close to the e-commerce world right i would say uh, definitely a lot has happened in the last two years right and if if you ask me what are you know two or three trends that pop out out the retail media is 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 definitely uh, an area that's picking up now right uh, when i say retail media it's you know basically amazon opening up its you know ad platform to everyone and anyone to use right uh, I, i like again i think the last report i read like um, i think amazon is i i think the third biggest ad network now you know after google and facebook right that's a big that's a big jump uh, Amazon ads you know were very niche until 2 years and all of a sudden you know it's it's taken a center stage so retail media of any kind not just Amazon but you know uh, biggest retailers of the world is kind of like opening up their um, you know opening up their back doors for you know retail ads uh, i would say is definitely one trend that i am personally following myself uh, and again shoppable ads is the second one so again uh, you know the ability to buy something right off of facebook right or the ability to buy something right off pinterest right uh, i would say those are these are the two trends that i'm personally following again shoppable media has kind of picked up over the last two years wherein facebook has you know introduced new features themselves so facebook shop you know is 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 a new feature twitter shop you know on the back of facebook twitter have done some you know updates to their e-commerce offerings as well uh, snapchat itself is offering a vr shoppable you know ad version themselves so there's a lot of stuff happening uh, you know across shoppable media as well over the last two years uh, and yeah particularly excited about retail media and uh, shoppable media social commerce whatever you want to call it uh, uh, personally myself and as you know as as an as an industry uh, you know reader uh, from an e-commerce standpoint yeah really well said and aditya we always ask the same question on the show which is our final question on the show which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others what would it be i would say just just the fact that you know the the industry that we are in right irrespective of what you know sector or what you know genre you are you know working in be that content be that you know media spends media planning 
I would say the one character that I've personally, you know, developed over the years for myself is curiosity. So, you know, always be curious about, you know, where the industry is going, right? Although you'd be doing um, the job, you know, on a daily basis, you know, although you'd be excelling at it, uh, if you can't think two steps, you know, further than your peers, then I think, you know, that just stops the growth. So I think being curious about what the trends are, you know, what is, is that something, you know, what's that next thing that you need to be upskilled up on, right? Uh, I would say definitely curiosity and I would say, sec- and, and then secondly, you know, humbleness, you know, uh, if you aren't able to communicate, you know, your KPIs, your insights internally, right? Uh, you know, in, in a more humble sense, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that externally to your clients, right? So I would say be curious, be humble, right? About, about you know, what you've been up to and what you're doing on a daily basis. Uh, and yeah, always, always be curious as to know where the industry is going so that you're always two steps ahead of, uh, you know, some of the other peers that, that you're working with. Really well said. And what a lovely way to end the show, Aditya. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've loved every minute of it. And yeah, I, I hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks very much, Swami. Thanks for having me over. I hope it was, yeah, it was nice uh, here for some of the listeners. And yeah, you can, uh, you know, definitely feel free to reach out to me on any of the social platforms. I'm very active there. And yeah, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, stay in touch, Tom, as you know, as I've been with you and looking forward to our next, you know, interview podcast, whatever it is. Yeah.